All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Daily Face-Off Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis, live every weekday at New Eastern. Game one, the moment we've all been waiting for in the series we've been dreaming of. This is the Daily Face-Off Show. Today is June 15th. Mike McKenna, it is day 45 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm coming to you from Denver, the Mile High City. Home of Game 1 tonight at Ball Arena. Mike, how you doing? Uh, just a twinge of jealousy. You know, I see your hotel room, and I know you're going to get to see it in person, but guess what? I'm going to be in my recliner. So I don't really know which one of those is better, but we are set for one exciting Stanley Cup final between two teams, Frank, that I think just about everybody was hoping would eventually be at this stage ready to play for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think this is going to be the best Stanley Cup final that we've seen in a decade, and so I'm excited to get, see it all get underway Tonight, uh, let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and let's drop the puck with game one. You know, we've had a few days to preview this series now and to think about what this matchup looks like, all the different intangibles, who has the edge at different positions. And I think we've got it all sorted out, Mike. But, you know, when you take a look at game one, what are you expecting in terms of a Tampa Bay Lightning team that is coming sort of fresh off of their last series win against the New York Rangers while the Colorado Avalanche are dealing with a little bit of a layoff here that I think could be problematic. Yeah, it's a long time for the Avalanche. I mean, you're looking at nine days without games, and it's also a chance to get healthy and to get some of your players closer to playing time. We don't know if Kadri or Cogliano might be available or even win, but that time will help them. Um I think about this from Colorado's perspective, that they are at home, they have plenty of energy. But if you're Tampa, you're rolling. And there's only been a couple days between games. It's given Tampa a chance to to reset and recharge, but also do their homework that they need to. The thing is, those like, scouts and, and 
and teams do all the work in advance for these matches. They know what they need to do going into it. Um, but I think, you know, for Tampa Bay, I'm looking at it like, man, they've got to come out and clamp down defensively right off the bat. That's what they've been so good at. That's how they beat the Rangers. And I think that that's going to be indicative of the first game is Tampa is going to try to be absolutely on top of Colorado, not allow it to turn into a track beat, not have a ton of penalties if they can. I think that's important for Tampa as well to, to stay out of the box. So th- there's a lot to think here. And we also don't know what the goaltending is going to look like for Colorado, Frank. And that's going to be a big storyline, whether it's Vasilevsky against Kemper, which I expect, or against Francois. Yeah, I'd expect Kemper as well. Uh, on the Kadri front, just a bit of an update this morning. Nazem Kadri skated again today without a stick. We know that he had surgery on that thumb. Uh, I have a hard time seeing him back at any point in this series, but I think they're hoping that the longer it goes, the more of a chance he'll have to heal up and potentially get in the lineup later in the series. I think it's a very difficult injury to try and protect uh, and try and keep that clean. So we'll see what happens there on the cadre front. But, um, you know, one thing that you mentioned in terms of the Tampa Bay Lightning clamping down defensively, they've already shown they can do that in these playoffs because they went against the number one offense in the league in the regular season in the Florida Panthers in the second round and were able to quiet them so easily that it was almost scary in that four game sweep. So when you look at, uh, at how that unfolded, you know, does that give you confidence that Tampa can shut down the Av stars? It does. You know, you look at what Tampa's done five on five. They've only given up 24 goals against in 17 games, Frank. And you look at Colorado, they've given up 29 and 14. Now I understand Colorado has been the best offensive team in the playoffs and in the regular season, but Colorado's facing a team in Tampa that's already shut down Florida, that has the experience of shutting out a Ranger team who was great on the rush. They nullified that. I think Tampa's as as prepared as you're going to be going up against the Colorado Avalanche to be able to control their offensive side. Yeah, no one's had an answer for the Avs yet, at least in the Western Conference. We'll see how they fare against the Eastern Conference champion Lightning. Game one tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, puck drop. Some news, Mike, over the last 24 hours, Bruce Cassidy is the new bench boss in Vegas for the Golden Knights. He replaces, of course, Pete DeBoer, who was fired shortly after the season ended and the Golden Knights missed the playoffs for the first time in their franchise history. When you look at Bruce Cassidy, who has a track record of success in Boston, made the playoffs all six seasons there, what do you what do you think about the fit of Cassidy in Vegas? I really like it. You know, I tweeted it yesterday thinking that this was a good fit for the Golden Knights uh, for several reasons. You know, Bruce Cassidy wants to coach immediately. He's got something to prove. He was the fall guy in Boston. I don't think he deserved that. And there's been a lot of noise about his coaching style. Well, you know what? Do you want to win or do you want to be your coach's best friend? All right. And Vegas is a mature team, Frank. They, they, they may not have a single player on an entry-level contract next year unless Brendan Brisson makes a team out of camp. So you've got players who can they can handle whatever you need with a coach, and they want to be pushed. They want to be motivated. And there were two key areas to Vegas last season that I believe really had to be corrected this offseason. They weren't good enough defensively under Pete DeBoer. They were only 15th in the NHL. Well, look at Boston Bruins since Bruce Cassidy took over in 2017 as a midseason replacement for Claude Julien. They were the best defense team in the league okay 2.53 goals against the vegas golden knights power play last season absolutely nowhere 25th in the nhl terrible bad in the playoffs under cassidy 
The Boston Bruins were third best in the NHL since 2017. And then in the playoffs, they went up to number one, the best power play in the NHL under Cassidy. And Frank, I think that's really important because Vegas has struggled in the playoffs to generate offense. And you look at Cassidy's sample size in playoffs with Boston, man, it's 73 games. It's a lot of playoff hockey, and they were the best team. When I mean, you've got Eichel, Stone, Pacioretty, Marcia, so Petrangelo, Theodore, there's weapons in Vegas. If Cassidy can't get the best out of that group on the power play, then something's just really off with the personnel in that city. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all unfolds because when you look at Bruce Cassidy and, and his impact, you know, I, I personally think when you hear the stories from players uh, that have talked behind the scenes and clearly obviously spoke at their exit interviews with Bruins management, um, you know, he had worn on that team. He gets a fresh start, an opportunity elsewhere. I know that he was able to really uh, help control the narrative uh, in terms of the conversation and media that he did with uh, Bruins media after uh, their season ended, uh, or not after the season ended, after he was fired. And, you know, he's no doubt a successful coach, but I also think at the same time that, you know, he also can wear on your team. So be interesting to see how this Vegas team that sort of lost its way. And even when they had all the pieces in place, weren't able to get over that hump last year and get in the playoffs that, you know, this is going to be a def- definitely a different and new voice in Vegas. Uh, so while we had the Bruce Cassidy hiring in Vegas, there's also uh, certainly some other openings that are out there that things are beginning to percolate a little bit. It seems like after we reported over the weekend uh, that John Tortorella and Barry Trotz were the two finalists for the positions with the Philadelphia Flyers, that they may be getting a bit closer with John Tortorella, Kevin Weeks from ESPN reporting uh, on Tuesday evening that uh, the Flyers have offered the position to John Tortorella, who of course Weeks works with at ESPN. Um, I think they're still in the process of, of going through that. I don't think it's safe to say yet that that's definitely going to happen, but it seems like he's the guy in Philly. What would you think about a John Tortorella fit with the Flyers? I like this one as well. And the reason in being is that that team needs to be pushed, Frank. And I understand that there's holes in the lineup. Their defensive core isn't what it was projected to be. They they weren't be able to get the scoring that was needed. But you're looking to hopefully have Sean Couturier back. And you're hoping that you have rebound seasons for players. And how do you get that? I don't think you do it by holding their hand. And I think someone like Tortorella can come in and get a response out of the players. And I think that this just goes directly at Konechny, Provorov, Frost, Farabee, who that team just simply needs more from. And I think John Tortorella is kind of the ultimate litmus test, Frank. If he can't push the buttons and get somebody to work hard and play hard, who can? And, you know, you've got Cam Atkinson with three years left, who was successful under Torts in Columbus. And I'd be surprised if Chuck Fletcher didn't do his homework asking Atkinson what he thought as well. So um, I think this would be a good fit for Philly to try to jumpstart them. You've got an honest coach who demands hard work. And in Philadelphia, that's something that's been lacking, that identity. I think he could help create that for that club, Frank. I agree. And I think what he could also do is spur some interest in the market. And I think that's a big reason yes. that he's being hired. You know, they have, yeah. they need to, to, to find their footing in the Philadelphia market again. I've never, you know, in my entire life living in and around Philadelphia, I've never seen the apathy for the Flyers franchise this strong. And that's a dangerous thing. You know, mm. if, if you're, if you're looking at, you know, your fan base and the interest level, apathy is the worst trait that you could have. And that's the overwhelming sense from Flyers fans at the moment. Maybe John Tortorella and his personality, his attitude, his approach 
he seems like a guy that was born to work in that market and to get a crack uh, now coaching the Flyers, I think would, you know, if that ends up being the hire, I think that's going to be a big part of it is trying to just get some buzz again in that town. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's it's just kind of flatlined, man. Even since I was there in 2019, it's just progressively kind of steadied off and they just need a big shot of energy. And that's what come with, comes with torts. So it'll be really interesting to see in these next couple days, weeks, Frank, where the dominoes fall, because I think the market on coaches is about to start running. Now you've got Cassidy down torts has potentially got a job here soon. I think it's going to go pretty quickly. Yeah, the Bruins are looking. A lot of teams are looking. Still don't have an answer yet on what the Florida Panthers are doing, what the San Jose Sharks are doing with the two guys that they had in place last season. Lots to keep an eye on there. Let's continue our down and out series where we've taken a look at teams that have been bounced in the playoffs to recap their season and where they're heading next. Today up is the Carolina Hurricanes. And when you look at the way in which their season ended, pretty disappointing, I would imagine, for a team that's been knocking on the door the last couple years to lose to an upstart New York Rangers team. They've also got a lot of decisions to make this summer, Mike, and they revolve around some of the guys whose contracts are up. What happens to Tony D'Angelo? What happens to Vincent Trocek? What happens to Nino Niederreiter? Uh, And the one big question I have for you is, how do they find a real difference maker, a real star up front that they can plug into their lineup? That's the hardest question. No, no doubt about it, man. Like, cause this is a team that's missing star power. I think Sebastian Ajo, if he played in a bigger market would be known across the country. Also, if he could just give us some clips, maybe with some, uh, a little bit better sound bites, it would help too. But like they weren't able to break through with the Rangers and they had a tough time in playoffs because they don't have the game breaking ability. So they're going to have to walk that fine line. Are, are the hurricanes willing to shell out and get somebody who's a premier scorer in free agency? Are they going to hope it comes from within? Who are they willing to let go? And you know, I, they've got 19 million in cap space, but we all know that goes quickly, Frank. I look at Nino Niederreiter. That's a player that I really want to keep around. He's an identity piece of that team, coming off a great season with 44 points, his hits. What he does is huge. And Kakaniemi is probably going to play an elevated role. I think they have to keep D'Angelo. I mean, they, Hamilton's out the door. They replace him with D'Angelo on a cheap deal. You don't get defensemen with that type of production off the scrap heap very often. I don't know if they, if they can do that twice in a row. And I also think they've got an interesting piece from within Frank. Jack Drury's ripping it up in the American League. He had 52 points in 68 games as a rookie. Now he's leading the American League in playoff scoring. His team, the Chicago Wolves, is going to the Calder Cup Finals. He's 22 years old, leading rookies in scoring. He had two goals with the Hurricanes when he was up. So I think there's a chance they try to do it from within. But I'm with you, Frank. Like, I think the Hurricanes need to – they need some star power. And some way they got to figure out – they got to figure out a way to swing it to make it happen. Yeah, I just don't know if they can find a way to keep and afford Tony D'Angelo. I think he's going to be expensive. What kind of term is he going to get out there on the market? Mm-hmm. You know, is someone willing to give him a five-year deal or a four-year deal that would probably price the Hurricanes out? You know, I think if he's only looking at one-year deals, maybe they can be competitive or two-year deals in terms of trying to keep him. But that probably makes the, the cost even a little bit higher. He was still a 60-plus point defenseman over an 82-game season. And I think most people were surprised to see a guy that was a UFA last year, of course, this time around is an RFA. Uh, so the Hurricanes do hold his rights. If they're not able to keep him, they, they're certainly going to have to trade him. And so um, that's why Tony D'Angelo is on our trade target board. We will have a fresh update for you on the trade targets list on Thursday. For now, let's get some coaching insight from our pal, John Goyans.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Pleased to welcome back to the Daily Faceoff Show our resident playoff contributor John Goyens uh, for a little coach's room insight delivered by DoorDash. John, when you take a look at this Stanley Cup final and what we're expecting in terms of the identities of these two teams clashing, what type of style of play do you expect from this Stanley Cup final? I think whatever team is able to dictate their style is probably going to be pretty successful in this series. Who wins out and how does it, what does it look like? I think it's been pretty evident since 2019 and getting swept by Columbus that Tampa has one of the most consistent games and are so comfortable playing tight games right down to the wire. And they just don't seem phased by anything really. And, and they just don't cheat their way into deep playoff runs. What we expect from Colorado are plays like this high level skill and expect to see them try to uh, attack Vasilevsky from these types of angles. We're expecting these types of wow moments from Colorado, as opposed to Tampa. Here's their fourth line. This is a typical breakout off of a faceoff. So that's, that's Maroon stretch pass, but who's going to get it? The original defenseman, this is Bogosian. There's no identity crisis here with Tampa. They know who they are and who's tapping it in. It's Pat Maroon. Most people are like, why is this guy still playing in the league? Yet he still keeps getting the job done. We're following Palat here. He doesn't cheat. He gets above the puck, supports the puck, supports the D, and boom, it's a quick up. So there is individual skill and wow factors. I think what we're expecting more from Colorado is a, a really, truly wow factor in the way McKinnon carries the puck or McCarr carries the puck in certain skill stuff. I think the other side of the puck is going to be Tampa's just consistency and willing, as, as Steven Samkos has come out and said, defend till the end. And they've shown that in the series previously. Tampa Bay has played the best, I think, by a long shot, five on five, especially from the defensive standpoint. So when you look at the entire 200 feet on the, of the ice here, John, which area do you think is going to be the determining factor in this series? I, I think it would have been 
almost too much of a Captain Obvious type of moment to just say the slot, right? Because we know approximately 78% of the goals come from there. I'm going to go even deeper. I'm going to say the inner slot. I think um, if you're not going to get to the inner slot, you're going to be in trouble. I think, and this is the reason I picked this clip, I think that Colorado's going to have to play similarly offensively the way they did against St. Louis. They're going to have to stop at the net. And here is Tampa. Tampa gets creative with ways to attack the inner slot. Boom. We're, we're seeing Kucherov pop out of the inner slot. The goalie's already had to adjust his depth, and then he, he dishes it off. It's almost like a bit of a uh, pass it into the key in basketball and dish it out to someone who's going to be, you know, laying it up or dunking it. I think the inner slot is going to be huge. And I cannot reiterate enough that I think that Colorado's offensive um, output will be similar, hopefully, if they dial it in the way they had to play against St. Louis. So, John, when you look at the inner slot battle, who has the edge there? How does each team get there? Do they do it in a different way? I believe they do it in a different way. I think Tampa's more consistent. We saw the circuit Jeff goals that we broke down last week, their willingness to get inside, you know, whatever terminology we want to use, a climb on the goalie, get that goalie to back up in his paint, uh, be there for rebounds, boxing out the the defending defenseman, getting inside. Um and, and you see different areas, but also defending it from here. Here's Tampa. Here's Stamkos. Finishes his hit, but he doesn't wait. Boom. Simple stick. They just do a lot of simple things. What does this also do? It jumpstarts Hedman in the rush. And we wonder sometimes, how are they getting their D? We saw Bogosian up in the play, now Hedman. This is a creative way, and we call it a bumper relief. Watch Kadri right here. Instead of forcing a bad shot or going up the wall, he's going to look for D2. And I think that that's going to be a key area when Colorado cannot set up camp immediately in the inner slot. It's going to be how can we relieve the pressure for something that's maybe not as standardized, getting their, getting their forwards or giving their forwards more time to get to net front. Yeah, and it's also going to be interesting to see, John, how they handle the emotion of this because I'd imagine that Tampa is going to frustrate them in a way that no team has to this point in the playoffs. How do they deal with you know, some of that frustration factor if it does set in as this series goes along? Thank you to John Goyans for this week's edition of The Coach's Room. Some fantastic insight from you. And this has been delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo codes there at the bottom of your screen. D-F-O-D-D if you're in Canada. D-F-O-D-D-U-S if you're in the United States. That gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. Thanks, John. Thank you. All right, Mike, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. We were talking about this on the DFO Rundown podcast on Monday with Jason Greger. And the question is, how many future Hockey Hall of Famers are suiting up in this final? Mike's muted there. Sorry about that. I think, I think we have five for sure, and maybe six. Maybe seven, because I think you look at Tampa and Stamkos, Hedman, Vasilevsky, they're surefire. They're guarantees. And I think Kucherov's probably in that mix, too. Uh, and then for Colorado, I'd have a really hard time by the end of their careers thinking that McKinnon and McCarr aren't 
Hall of Famers, just the way they play. So I, I think even Braden Point might be in consideration as his career progresses. And then from, from Colorado, like, Frank, so much of this kind of comes down to how many cups you win and how much hardware you have. And Colorado still being in somewhat of their infancy of what you would think would be their window to win championships remains to be seen for them. So I'm going to say five guarantees in this, maybe six or seven. How about you? Yeah, I think the six you you hit on are pretty good. What What's the status of Corey Perry with regards to the Hockey mm-hmm. Hall of Fame? Hart Trophy winner, uh, you know, a lot of success on the international stage. This could be two Stanley Cups for him, three trips to the final in three straight years on three different teams. Um, you know, I think he's sort of knocking on the door of that. And then the other question I have for you is Miko Rantanen. Is he, hmm. when it's all said and done, could he be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, that depends on the hardware. I think as simple as that, you know, when you get players who, if you haven't led the scoring race, if you haven't won a Rocket Richard or a Hart or or a Ted Lindsay award, you better win some Stanley Cups. And, you know, to me, that's where it puts like Kucherov or Point into that mix, right? Like guys who are just incredible players, but without the hardware, I don't know if they get in. So um, I'd say he could easily be knocking on the door and it's just going to depend how Colorado does in these next few years. Yeah, no shortage of star power in this Stanley Cup final. Let's get to Tyler Uremchuk with our daily face-off, daily bet segment. Tyler, what are you looking at for game one? Well, I got a few different things kind of on the go here tonight. I'm in a bit of a betting mood here, so I got a lot of plays. Let's jump into it, courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. Uh, One thing I want to get in on before the series even starts, I was able to find Andre Palat over four points in the series 4.0 so there's a chance for the push there but it was paying minus 118 that's actually going to be my favorite player prop for the entire series i think that's a great spot i'm also going to play kucherov over two and a half goals in the final again when you can get a number like two and a half for a guy like kucherov he's fully capable of hitting that in one game he hit it last series against the light or against the rangers and we won some money off it i have no problem going kucherov over two and a half Uh, in the series as a whole tonight i'm looking at the under and i'm really debating it so the under has hit in five straight games for the lightning and two of their three series opening games so far in this final for the avs the over was hitting a lot against edmonton but i wonder if them going up against vashilevsky could lead to a little bit less scoring in this series opener i think tampa is going to be very focused on their structure and not necessarily pushing the pace offensively so it's close I think I am going to play the under six at minus 105. I think that's a good enough price and a good enough line for what I I think could maybe be a tight check in game one. These things are usually pretty unpredictable, but I kind of like the under. And I also have two player props, and they're both centered around defensemen. I'm starting at the top where Devon Taves is plus 110 to pick up an assist. He's hit this, uh, or he's got eight assists in their 14 playoff games. You know, that's not fantastic, but he has hit it in three of his last five games and has a total of five assists in that span as well. So I like taking Taves at plus 110 to get an assist. And as we head down, I'm also eyeing up Victor Hedman. The payout here is the exact same at plus 110. So as long as we hit one of these two, which I think the odds of that are pretty good, we're going to make a little bit of money here tonight. So I like taking Hedman. He's hit this or he's got 12 and 17 games so far in the postseason. And just like Taves, He's hit this thing in three of his last five. So I think it's a pretty good spot here, taking Hedman and Taves to pick up assists, taking the under and also Frank U.S. Open tomorrow, taking my boy Justin Thomas to win the U.S. Open. I like it. Certainly played well at the RBC Canadian Open as well. Thank you to Tyler Uremchuk for our daily bet segment. Interested to see how it all plays out. Mike, that brings us to garbage time. What do you got? What's caught your eye? What's gotten your attention from around the National Hockey League? 
Well, every year we discuss it at the trade deadline. We discuss it in free agency. What goaltender or team's going to get that are contenders. And the answer is, if you're looking for a goalie, you're doing it wrong. Because it's been since 2007 since a team won a Stanley Cup without a homegrown goaltender. 2007 was J.S. Jaguar for the Anaheim Ducks. Ever since then, it's been goalies that have been developed from within a system. You can even go back to 2009 with Chris Osgood. I understand he was repatriated to the Detroit Red Wings when they won the Stanley Cup, but he played 19 games in the postseason. I'm going to count him for the purposes of my own argument here. But Tim Thomas is one that sticks out. And people are like, oh, yeah, he went to Europe and did all this other stuff. Okay, Tim Thomas spent two and a half years in Providence in the Bruins organization before he went to the Boston Bruins. That's still homegrown talent, if you ask me. And I think it matters. This is why I think it's crazy that teams don't put the premium on goaltending in terms of drafting and development that they should, because the results bear out. You simply can't buy goaltending. And that's something that the Colorado Avalanche are going to have to break if they raise the Stanley Cup. It will break a trend if they win with Darcy Kemper. If it's Pavel Francouz, I'm right, I guess, here, because he'd be homegrown. But if it's Kemper, that would be a big surprise, and it would buck the latest trend of having a goaltender come from within. Yeah, it's a great point, Mike. And Darcy Kemper was in the starters crease this morning at the morning skate. So he is the projected starter in game one. Not really a surprise. Uh, Mike, give me your pick for the series and why. I got Tampa in six. And I think it's that five on five play, especially what uh, John Goyans was describing. I think that the defensive prowess of Tampa is in their favor. And I also think that the intangibles are as well. There's no nervousness. They've been there. They've done that. They know how to handle adversity. For all those same reasons, I'm taking the Lightning in seven. But nonetheless, it should be a fantastic series. Can't wait to see it unfold. Game one tonight. Enjoy it, everyone. That'll do it for today's edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis from all 32 teams in the NHL. We've got tons going uh, in the offseason. Trade targets list comes out on Thursday. Until then, we'll be back 12 noon. Eastern, you know where to find us. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy game one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.